Before we get to Shane Bieber, I want to give a shout out to our great sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen, with the 2021 baseball season upon us. In uh, just a few weeks, we will be looking forward to having Kyle's Kitchen cater all of the home games for the Gauchos. Uh, they'll be doing individually packed lunches for, for all the guys, and uh, we can't thank Kyle's Kitchen enough for their continued support of Gaucho Baseball and Gaucho Athletics. So yeah, that's right. We have Shane Bieber, the 2020 American League Cy Young winner on the Gaucho 9 podcast today. He's also a, a phenomenal Gaucho. Uh, pitched uh, in the first game ever that the Gauchos uh, had in Omaha at the College World Series in 2016. And I uh, just want to run through a few quick numbers about Shane uh, before we get to the interview about this past year. He was the unanimous winner of the American League Cy Young Award. That's the uh, the first unanimous winner since Justin Verlander in 2011. He won the AL Triple Crown for pitchers. He led the league in ERA at 1.63. He led the league in strikeouts with 122, and he was tied with uh, eight wins. Uh, he would have been the outright Triple Crown winner, um, if uh, if not for you, Darvish, who also had eight wins, but finished up the season with an eight and one record uh, for the Cleveland Indians. First Cleveland Indian to accomplish uh, the Triple Crown since Bob Feller, Hall of Famer, in 1940. He's also the first pitcher to achieve the Triple Crown since Johan Santana did it in 06. Santana also won the Cy Young that season, and then uh, Trevor Bauer who won the uh, NL Cy Young, uh, former teammates and also Southern California kids. So it was pretty cool. Um, Bauer and Bieber winning the Cy Youngs this year. But our guy, Bieber, I mean, what a year. And uh, what an ambassador for the University of California, Santa Barbara, and, and the Gauchos. And I wanted to have him on this week because it would have been alumni weekend this past weekend with uh, the, the night game on Friday night, the golf tournament at Glen Annie on Saturday. Uh, the alumni social, lots of great history, uh, especially in recent years since I've been uh, on campus the last 10 years specifically. And uh, alumni weekend is always uh, an absolute hoot and it's something to look forward to. And it's one of those hallmark days that reminds you that baseball season is right around the corner coming at the end of January and then a couple seasons and then boom, we're playing baseball. And with that being said, the, uh, the big West did announce that they cleared spring sports for play in 2021. Uh, we're going to be playing four game sets in Big West Conference play. And we do have two new schools joining the conference, Cal State Bakersfield and UC San Diego. So we anticipate hopefully getting 40 conference games in uh, this season. Schedule still isn't 100% finalized, so we will release that when we do. But we have been cleared to play, and we will be playing four-game sets on the weekends, 40 conference games in the Big West schedule in 2021. So that's exciting. It's also exciting to have Shane Bieber on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get to Shane. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitch and Mitchell belts the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. And Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? There's the 0-2 pitch and a curveball is swung on him. 
And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 Okay, you know the man. He's one of the best pitchers of all time in UCSB history, and he is your 2021 Cy Young winner. We'll jump right into it. You don't really need a big introduction. It's Shane Bieber. Shane, uh, second time on the pod. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your training regiment, busy training regiment, uh, to stop in and talk shows. No problem. You caught me bright and early. Uh, I ain't getting up that early, so <laughs> <laughs> not the not the most hectic training regiment. But um, yeah, I guess I'm a recurring guest now, huh? You are a recurring guest. Uh, we're trying to keep up with starting nine with Dallas and and Jared, but you know they're they're hard to keep up with. Those guys. Are... I'll be sure to slow down on on their end. <laughs> well, let's start with the elephant in the room, the big elephant in the room. Um, how's the new house? Congratulations! Oh, on being that, I was over. wondering where you were going to go with that. <laughs> uh, no, it's good, man. Uh, it's coming along slowly but surely. We love it. Um, just getting acclimated to this uh, Arizona, uh, local residency and local life. Obviously it's different with, uh, you know, protocols and restrictions and COVID and all that going on, but we're enjoying it. Definitely. There's a lot to do, a lot to, um, be thankful for and be able to get out outside and stay active, uh, you know, even in crazy times like this. So although there's no ocean, um, plenty of hikes, plenty of scenery. Um, but I think I'll, uh, I'll always prefer Santa Barbara over, uh, many other places around the country. Well, let's get some details. How, how many bedrooms do you have? Like a, a man cave built in yet? Like, what do we got? What no, we- I, dude, things are taking a long time. Obviously, um, COVID slows a lot of things up. We're still waiting. We bought our couch. Um, I mean, we have a couch in here, so we have somewhere to sit. But we bought our like main sitting room couch uh, before we even closed on the house and they said it's 11 to 15 weeks. And I was like, you know, I kind of gave her a a wink nudge, like, okay, but hopefully like six to eight, right. See if I can bribe her or something. And she she just laughed in my face. She goes, no, it's going to be 11 to 15. Like you're lucky um, if it's 11. So like I said, things are coming on along slowly, but surely we got four bedrooms. Um, Technically, I guess one of them's like an office and then we're going to convert one of them, like you said, into like a little, little man cave deal, man cave, and then emergency guest room. Um, but I got to do a little bit of, a little bit of wrangling and a little bit of, uh, persuading because I feel like that room is low on the totem pole in terms of <laughs> what we're getting finished first. Absolutely. It's probably going to be last most. most yeah. Likely. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fear you. I, I hear you there. Cause I recently, uh, bought this year and it just, it's, it takes time, dude. <laughs> It yeah, did. it does. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, at the end of the day, we're like, oh, do we want to get this one because it's in stock? But uh, at the end of the day, we're just telling ourselves, get what we want, wait for it, even if it's, uh, you know, quite a while, a couple months. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm stoked to hear that. And I know I, I had a buddy who, who was out in, in Arizona and he really liked it. So, and of course, you're, you're familiar with the place and it's close to work uh, this time right. of year. So. Uh, yeah, definitely kinda, enjoying it. You kind of killed my segue. I was going to say, how come you didn't buy in Santa Barbara since you love Santa Barbara so much? You bought Arizona <laughs> instead. I know that there's property tax and, and all that good stuff, but uh, Santa Barbara, how how come did you think well, about I mean, all that Santa Barbara? 
all that good stuff that you just passed over, skipped over is the, uh, the driving factor. The main reason, you know, like uh, spring trainings out here works out here. So if I was fortunate enough, first of all, the money goes a lot longer, uh, over here in Arizona than it does in Santa Barbara. Um, but if I was, uh, or will be fortunate enough to buy in Santa Barbara in the future, spring trainings either in Arizona or Florida. So that's another month and a half, two months that, um, spend in my home here. So, uh, a bunch of things went into it. Um, and right now we're just getting acclimated and loving it. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. <laughs> well, yeah. let's jump into last season a little, real quick. Uh, obviously you won the 2020 American league Cy Young, but talk about the off season leading up to it and and being with uh, your friends here in Santa Barbara and we'll we'll get to alumni weekend at some point that you guys did uh but you guys are hanging out with uh with your baseball guys you know in in like March, April, May all that uncertainty like what did you do in Santa Barbara that helped prepare you to, for the 2020 season Yeah, I I feel like I might have mentioned this last time we were on cuz it was during quarantine but yeah, I mean they they hit us with about a week before the season was supposed to start, obviously COVID hit and uh, they're like, Hey, go home. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll let you know. And uh, I was like, well, where's home? <laughs> Cause we didn't have this place yet. And so ended up um, renting a place with Nelly, Kyle Nelson. Uh, we decided to just go back to Santa Barbara, uh, find a good spot to rent and try and treat it like another off season, like off season 2.0, just try and stay ready. Uh, Cause at that point I was like, Oh, this only lasts like, three maybe five weeks max right like i just got to stay ready and and keep my pitch count up and this and that obviously it ended up lasting uh quite a bit longer until the season was figured out um but yeah we we're in santa barbara uh working out um at platinum fitness um fortunate enough to have the connection and the great relationship with peter park there in Summerlin, and uh you know he's awesome his gym was closed down completely obviously um, with all the restrictions and, and, uh, and yeah, just with COVID hitting, but, um, essentially that was like physical therapy for us. If we don't, if we're not able to get our work in, um, and we go back into the season and kind of just cold, um, somebody's probably going to get hurt and hopefully it's not a bad injury, but, uh, you're probably going to be in a bad spot if you're not keeping up with your body and your delivery and your pitch count, all, all sorts of things. So we were able to actually nail down. It took a, quite a while but nailed down a pretty good routine uh, just to be able to stay ready and uh, I think that's where you or myself personally that's where I was getting all my confidence from was just knowing that I I was like I think this routine that I got here this setup that I got here is uh, essentially just like an off-season setup maybe a little bit different and it looks a little bit different but I'm getting the same uh, same work in good amount of work in and that's where I was getting my confidence from just knowing that um, not a lot of people were fortunate enough to have that set up. So I was trying to take advantage of it. So you would say that last off season was in quotes, unusual off season. It's, it's no safe. Doubt. To say. It's safe to say. No doubt. Yeah. How about, how about so far this off season? Has it been somewhat normal? Let's, let's exclude the, the Cy Young stuff for now. Yeah. Cause that was obviously different, but just your, your preparation, your mindset is, are you approaching or have been able to approach this off season with somewhat of a normal routine or has it changed? Yeah. Well, this off season's, um, 
a little bit different as well. Obviously, change of scenery that'll uh, that'll change a lot of things for you, and it changed my routine. Obviously, I was in Santa Barbara the last three, maybe four seasons, and very comfortable in that routine. Um, you know, working down, working out down in Summerlin, being able to throw uh, kind of near UCSB or down in uh, downtown Santa Barbara, had plenty of options to be able to get my work in. So this year was a little bit different, moving to a new area, new climate. Um, fortunately for me, I got a lot of buddies out here that are in pro ball. Uh, you know, Arizona's Phoenix area is kind of a hotbed for, for guys trying to live around here and, and uh, continue to get their work in. So it was a little bit different getting acclimated to a new routine, but uh, I'm very fortunate again to have that relationship with Peter. Uh, he was sending me my workouts for Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, um, like the bulkier stuff. And then um, fortunate to have met this guy up in Scottsdale that I'm going to go see later today. Uh, his name's Brandon Harris. And they actually uh, interconnected. They're big fans of each other now. Um, and they work really well together. So I'm able to like, kind of get the best of both worlds. I, I truly think that they're two of the best and to have them both working together. Um, you know, I'm sharing my programs with them, both of them, and they're adjusting accordingly. And they've been on the phone a couple of times. So um, all in all, getting it, getting it locked down and, and kind of nailed down, nailing down that routine has been, has been big for me this year. Yeah. And you're a big routine guy. And for the, the current gouches listen, the former and the, and the new, uh, potentially future gouges listen like it's all about routine and your your off-season preparation you, you cannot stress that enough how important that is and right that's kind of what i was alluding to chain. yeah that that's kind of what i was saying a second ago is that's where you get your confidence from that's a large um well of confidence that you can kind of pull from is like the work that you've put in and, and your confidence and your routine and you're not skipping days and and you feel like you're putting in um, the right work, the right amount of work, uh, every single day. That's where, you know, personally, a lot of my confidence comes from. And I think a lot of guys are, um, you know, share that quality as well. Okay. Let's get to the other elephant. The, the Cy Young, is it, is it a lot on of your, elephants? Is it, is it on your like mantle or like, is it on a credenza in the new house or is it at home in Orange County? Like, where is it? Crazy. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. Did they give um, you a fake one or like a, a replica? <laughs> um, no, I don't have a fake one or a replica. I did get a, uh, I did get a MLB first team plaque though, that I thought okay. was the Cy Young. It came in like this really cool, uh, briefcase. Like you see in the movies, I thought it was going to be like a big stack of money or something, but, uh, it was even better. It was, uh, MLB first team plaque. So uh, I got that one holding down the fort until the, the Cy Young Award comes in. Okay, good. Well, how much of a frenzy was that week slash two weeks? I'm, I'm sure it was something that, I mean, you had the all-star MVP thing, was, which was kind of, which was pretty cool, but this probably didn't even compare. Yeah, this was crazy. Um, you know, fortunately for me, it, it took place in the off season um, a little, little slower pace or in terms of I was more well-equipped to handle it versus the all-star game was like mid season. Uh, you got that quick little break. And then I had like one, one and a half, maybe two days to, to decompress uh, after the weekend. And then it was like second half, you know? So I guess uh, it was nice in terms of timing, just being able to 
handle it, enjoy it. It was right after the season. So I wasn't too far into um, my buildup in terms of off season training. So was able to kind of relish in it and enjoy it with friends and family, but it was a frenzy. Um, but all in all, I'm glad I was able to kind of step back and enjoy it, appreciate the, the, the craziness of it all and, and just soak it in. So the, the, the starting nine, like watch party and, and I'm, I'm giving love to those guys. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I really like them. I think Dallas Braden, I watched him pitch on the A's and he does the A's broadcasts. Um, and I think he's just, he's great, a, a great character and ambassador for the game right now. But what was it like being with them and being with your family uh, when you heard the announcement? Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I appreciate those guys. They're fun. Uh, they're great ambassadors for the game, like you said, and voices for the game. Um, and it kind of all came about super last minute. Uh, we were going to keep it real low key. We were rent. We were, um, we hadn't closed on this place yet. We hadn't closed on this place yet. We needed another, another week or two. Um, and we had this little Airbnb apartment and we we're going to keep it pretty low key. It was going to be me, me, um, Kara, my family, brother, agents. Um, and that was going to be it. And then all of a sudden, uh, these guys had hit me up like a month or so prior. I had told them, Hey, I, I don't really have the, uh, the means to be doing like a big deal here. Cause I'm not in my house yet. We got this tiny little Airbnb. I just don't know if it'll work, but I'll let you know. And then I'm at lunch with, um, Dennis Wyrick, my agent. And, uh, I was telling him about, it. he's like, dude, screw it. This is like a couple of days before the announcement. He's like, dude, screw it. Like, um, you know, knock on wood. We, we kind of have a good feeling that you're going to win it. Let's, uh, let's make something big out of it. And so we ended up renting like a compound, like a cool, uh, very cool property, big place, um, all the amenities and we're able to have them out. And I'm thankful for them as well as Dennis for making things happen that, uh, we were able to kind of document some of that day. Uh, we got on the course before, um, played a quick little nine holes and, uh, and then went back and, and for the announcement, enjoyed it and uh, celebrated it. It was a good time. Yeah, Trevor Bauer shows up, and he's a former teammate of yours. And yeah. you guys, I think you guys pitched in different styles, but you guys have bonded uh, over pitching in, in one way or the other. And uh, what was it like having him around? What's your relationship with Bauer? Yeah, um, it was kind of a, a zoo like that day because um, as soon as like I start uh, like setting all that up with the with the – rental house and the um, taco truck or the taco catering, all this, all this stuff, like super excited about it. I'm getting more and more texts because um, you know, Trevor out. was like, Hey, what are you guys doing for, for the announcement, this and that. And I was like, dude, like fingers crossed, you know, we both win it. Um, I know you got you, uh, your plans and he was laying a little bit lower. Um, but if you win it, you got to come by and, and, uh, and say, we both take them you got to come by and we got to celebrate just for a little bit. So he came by for um, a few minutes, 30 minutes or so before they went out to dinner to celebrate themselves. Uh, and that was fun, man. He's a good dude. And I appreciate him. I, I learned a lot from him in a short amount of time. And um, I'm excited to see where he lands as of, as of now, as of recording, he has not uh, landed anywhere yet. Um, but I have a feeling it's coming soon. Yeah, two Southern California kids, both from California public schools, UCs, both getting Cy Youngs last year. Pretty cool. Okay, so as a gaucho, you were a workhorse. 
I will say, hold on. I, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just got to throw it in there. Every time I see him, I let him know of the um, supreme reign that the Gauchos have held over the Bruins, at least in my tenure uh, and as of late. And um, I'll uh, every time I see him, I let him know. So I just want to let everybody know that. I love it. I love it, yeah. Pete. Fire me up. So stoked for the season. I'm so stoked. Okay. <laughs> okay, so as a Gaucho, you were a workhorse. You see me always wanted to finish what you started. It was a trend that you continued in the minors. And then when it seems like you're doing that in the bigs right now. And was that something that, that Terry Francona, your manager, was that something that he recognized in you early on uh, when you were, like after you made your debut and you started to get some, some feet under you pitching at the big league level? Because you're pitching deep into games, and that's something we don't see very often anymore. Yeah, um, I'd like to do it a little bit more. I think at points this year, uh, going for strikeouts is fun. And it's not like I'm like, oh, I got to strike this guy out. I'd rather um, definitely would love to mix in some first pitch rollovers or something like that uh, just to save the pitch count and be able to go deeper into the ball game. But uh, I think that's kind of just been a Cleveland Indians deal. Um, we pride ourselves on starting pitching, pitching development. Obviously, Trevor, when he was – uh, with the organization was trying to throw 150 pitches every every game and if he didn't then you know he was upset and same with Clev, Kluber, Cookie everybody was built to be able to go deep into the ball games and fortunately that's um, you know up to this point been a quality of mine and I'm looking to continue to expand that and continue to try to go deeper into ball games but it's nice to have that trust from uh, the front office and most importantly your head coach to allow you to do that. Yeah, so the 2021 Indians, they're going to look a little different than they did last year. Uh, and I know Carlos Carrasco has been a big role model for you. Uh, and same with Frankie Lindor. I mean, those guys were leaders uh, on, on that team. And they were moved over to the Mets. So, like, can you share your relationship with those guys and what they meant to you? Yeah, they meant a lot, man. Um, I'll start with Cookie. He's, and obviously, I think most people know his story, how he overcame what he's overcome. And um, all while being just like such a phenomenal person. He, he transitioned from his diagnosis to um, spending more time at the children's hospital, not for, uh, you know, himself, but for these kids to, to be able to relate with them, spread some joy. He always, he never shook that smile from his face. Um, and then he comes back and he's the same old cookie, man. He's the same guy in the clubhouse. Um, even when he was fighting his fight and, and dealing with what he was dealing with, he's, he was the same guy through and through and uh, to have him come back. And obviously he's got incredible stuff and he's incredible baseball talent. Um, he's just a guy that I relied on heavily, um, you know, from day to day, just whether it's pitching, whether it's uh, in the clubhouse, hanging out, he's just a, an incredible human being. And uh, I'm happy for him to, be going into this new stage in his career because he's uh, such an exuberant guy and, and he loves to travel and uh, for him to go to a new place, a fun place like New York with an exciting team like that. Um, I know he's excited. I'm excited for him. And then transitioning to Frankie uh, it's the same deal, man. That guy's a leader. He's incredible day to day in the clubhouse. Um, I sent him a little voice text, uh, like it was like a couple of minutes I got carried away, I guess. But uh, once he got traded, just letting him know how much I appreciate him, how much I learned from him in a short amount of time, watching him um, 
deal with what he deals with on a, on a daily basis. Like that guy's a superstar. Um, and to see him handle his things off the field, all his obligations, whether it's photo shoots, video shoots, all sorts of uh, media. He's always the guy that was speaking on behalf of the team. Uh, and he did that uh, with extremely high class. So I let him know that and uh, how much I learned from him uh, in a short amount of time and let him know that I appreciated him. And uh, he reciprocated and, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to stay close, uh, all three of us. So by the looks of things, it would appear that you're set to move into a leadership role uh, with Cleveland Indians. Is that is that an exciting prospect for you? Is that because you're, you're able to use your leadership abilities, stuff that you've learned, stuff that you learn in college, and, and and as you've progressed into the big leagues, like is this a an exciting thing or is it an intimidating thing? Uh, without a doubt, I feel like I was able to transition into that role just a little bit last year, so it's it's less of a uh, an abrupt transition and, and it's been kind of smooth. Um, but that's something I like. It's something. Uh, it's a role that I'm comfortable in. Um, I was able to get comfortable in it in college, uh, just kind of whether you're leading by example or, or you're more of a vocal leader, I feel like um, it's a it's a great position to be in. Uh, I'll be fortunate to um, transition into that role. And at the end of the day, uh, our job is to go out and win ball games, and that's what we're going to try and do, and that's what I'm going to try to uh, reinforce and instill in the clubhouse. So the, the New Look Indians. So you guys, have, you guys have Ramirez back. You're heading the, the pitching staff with, with Plezak. And uh, who's the who is that young pitcher? Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. Yeah, what's he like? Because he's, he's a good dude, man. He's fun. Yeah, um, yeah he's always been a huge prospect. Uh, he throws hard, the string bean slinger. Uh, we got to get a little bit of weight on him, but even. Uh, you know, with him having his stature, he's, he's a tall, strong, confident, uh, big arm guy. Um, and I'm excited to see what the future's got for him, for sure. Okay, when, when do pitchers and catchers report? What's what's your schedule like leading up into spring training? Is I don't it, know, man. Yeah, uh, like, like I don't know. There's a lot of stuff up in the air, but at the end of the day, one huge positive of getting this place out in Arizona is I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm already here. You let me know. Um, I got like a 25 minute commute to spring training. So you guys let me know the night before and I'll be there. <laughs> well, we, we, we hope that that major league baseball, they, they start on time. You know, the, the NFL was able to start on time and, and make their way through. And then the NBA was able to start before the, the new year's the NHL is going like, baseball they they got it in last year it was it was a shortened season but they got it in and we hope to see a a, a full year again now i i wrote this down just because it, it kind of crossed my mind like haters will say that 2020 i wouldn't say it doesn't count but it's going to be viewed in a different light and that being said and being a guy who doesn't dwell on the past and and doesn't make a big deal about about stuff like that in yourself but would you say that winning a Cy Young in a year that was as challenging as 2021 with all the extracurriculars going on, would you say that it means a little bit more than maybe if it was an ordinary season? I don't know. Maybe I just have to go get one in an ordinary season and compare the two. <laughs> yes. yes, I love it. I love it, Beavs. Uh, okay, last, last deal. 
Um, I, I wanted to get you on this week because it would have been alumni weekend at Caesar mm-hmm. this weekend. And of course we, we miss it um, for, for all the, the COVID reasons and we understand and it's disappointing and a lot of other programs are unable to do it as well. But you guys were able to put together a little golf outing uh, with some of your friends. Uh, were you guys at, at in, in the desert in Arizona doing that or were you guys in, in like uh, Palm Springs area? Uh, Orange County area. Okay. And I will say it turned from a uh, little golf outing weekend um, just with, you know, some guys from like my uh, class, like the 20, I guess I would, we would be the 2017 class uh, right around then to uh, a couple older alumni got involved as well and it got bigger than we expected and obviously it was it was a good time and i think uh you know we weren't like labeling it as an alumni weekend it was more like an excuse to get together um and because that's something we rely on uh year after years it's such a fun weekend to look forward to is the real alumni weekend over in santa barbara with the Glen annie golf tournament and, um I will say my foursome, we were looking forward to uh, making another run at it because we have had some success in the, in the recent past. So um, when that was canceled or word got out that it wasn't going to be, um, you know, scheduled uh, like it normally is each year, uh, we figured we were going to try and get some, at least a, a golf outing in. And I think one thing that I hold close to myself and I know, uh, a lot of other gauchos do as well is, is that camaraderie, that uh, relationship from class to class, whether it's class of 2016 to class of 2017, or whether it's class of 2017, the class of 95, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, and everybody enjoys each other, enjoys their company. And so hopefully here's to uh, next year being a little bit ba- more back to normal. Um, and we're able to get back onto it because that's a tradition that I think, uh, a lot of gauchos look forward to year after year and um you know if we can make it happen let's make it happen i appreciate the words uh that that's what i was fishing for you you nailed it right on the head so we we appreciate you carrying <laughs> the torch uh what what happened to jj's club can you can you tell me did he throw it i mean it's, or did it slip out of his hands well i mean it was a uh <laughs> Was it hailing and windy and rainy in there? It was hailing, it was windy. It was uh, the most, mis- as JJ would put it, the most miserable time of his life. Uh, <laughs> but like also a blast. You know, we were um, having ourselves a couple cocktails to stay warm. It was freezing cold, um, downpour, windy. It was hailing while we were putting, uh, but it eventually dried out. It was like one of those things where you're, pants and your clothes whether they were water resistant or not were sticking to your body um so he was already drenched like he jumped in a pool and for the third hole in a row we're on 17 right in front of the clubhouse and he uh you know one thing i'll say about him is he never he never swings lightly doesn't matter if he's got a grip on the club he's gonna try and he's gonna try and bang that thing 350 down the middle and uh you know hats off to him he took a hack and for the third tee shot in a row through his club, but this one went a little bit more to the left and in the middle of one of those scummy little ponds. And 
with, without hesitation. He goes, I got to go get it. Right. <laughs> and next thing you know, I can't even see him cause he's behind all the muck and the, and the, uh, the good stuff. And he goes, Oh my God, I'm waist deep. Oh my God, I'm chest deep. And he was just, cause I think each time he was like walking in the, the water was pushing it out further from him. So he kind of eventually had to commit to it and, uh, and go get it. And, um, you know, that's, in a in a weird year, if we're gonna have to call that alumni weekend, I think that would I guess would be the highlight of it. God, I'm losing it over here. That's the cherry. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, I mean, anybody that knows JJ, uh, this you know the story just gets elevated, and it's that much better. You know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm glad that happened for you guys, uh, and I'm glad that you were able to come on this morning. Um, we we miss you in Santa Barbara. Uh, we're looking forward to watching you this year. And the Chos are looking forward to getting back out on the field. So that's Shane Bieber. He's your 2020 Cy Young Award winner. He was also a, a great guy, show in case you didn't know. And, um, and we appreciate everything you said, everything you've done. Um, and we look forward to seeing you um, on TV and here in Santa Barbara in the future. Yes, sir. I'll be following. I'm, I'm super stoked for the season, uh, not just MLB, but uh, AA as well. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Casey. Yeah. All right. Biebs, appreciate you. All right, thank you to Kyle's Kitchen, and thank you, Shane Bieber, 2020 American League Cy Young winner, and a great gaucho. I cannot thank Shane enough uh, for his time. Uh, he was our guest on episode one of this podcast, and now we're on episode 35, and a lot has changed since then. He has accomplished so much in his young career, uh, and he has been so great for, for the university and this program, uh, Coach Chaggetts and the rest of the gauchos. So, uh Shane, you're the best, and we're, we're looking forward to uh, watching you pitch in Cleveland this summer. Uh, we're excited about it, and we're excited about the upcoming season uh, for the Chos. So uh, I do want to clean up one thing from uh, last week with my interview with Matt Arnold when I asked him who his favorite brewers were, and I don't know why, but I, I always get Mike Schmidt and Robin Yount mixed up, and I blurted out Mike Schmidt, who, of course, played for the Philadelphia Phillies, not the Milwaukee Brewers, but I, I meant to mention and probe Matt with uh, Robin Yount or a Paul Molitor or a guy like he said, Ryan Braun, who are all great brewers. So I wanted to clear that up. I'm not a dummy. I just, I just wanted to clear that up because uh, yeah. sometimes I, I make mistakes and I catch them when I edit the pod, but I missed that one. I just completely missed it. So, uh, all right, that'll do it for this week's pod. Next week, Great treat. We got Emma Hoffman, the Gauchas athletic trainer, uh, talking about COVID protocols, uh, her upbringing as a, uh, as a trainer all over education, and talk about uh, injury prevention, which is, a, which is a big thing nowadays, especially since we know so much uh, in the sporting world. So Emma Hoffman, she is next week. Uh, keep an eye out on social media for the Gauchos schedule. Uh, again, we're playing Four game sets in the Big West Conference, so that, that's going to be exciting. 40 games in conference play. That's going to be a fun one. Um, so, until then, have a great week, and uh, talk to you soon.